Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to episode three of Ebony and Irony. I'm Lady Bunny and... I am Monica Exchange. (laughs) How are you, Monica? I'm good, Bunny. How are you doing? Oh, you know me, still sexy. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny? I I didn't hear a joke. You know me, still gassy. You know, there's someone um, posted, I think it was um, Ari Kiki, um, Marty Baloveras, and he posted online, he was like, tell me a New York City nightlife you have, um, tell me a New York City nightlife memory you have that um, that lives in your mind rent free. It's like a big TikTok trend, this thing. Anyway, and um, going through the going through all the posts, like almost like 300 posts right now, it's just so funny and interesting, like the amount of crazy things that happened in New York City nightlife. But did you ever go to Saliva Tuesdays at the Ritz? Was that somewhere you ever went to? I've never been to the Ritz. What? I've enjoyed their crackers, though. <laughs> Wait, you've never done a gig at the Ritz Club? Well, you know, my schedule was always getting on a plane and going to two or three cities every weekend. And so mm-hmm. when you get back, you know, you're gone Thursday through Monday or whatever. Yeah. You're not really, you're missing the weekend events. And, you know, I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm. I, I, you, when you work in clubs, you don't run out to clubs right. on your days off. You this know? is true. Yeah, but they, you you know this going on tour. Some of these girls they stay up in the club. We get done uh, doing a gig at, like at a, at a theater at like 11 p.m., 12 p.m., and they are in the club by one and making their way to the bus by four or five. I'm like, how do y'all have the energy? I'm, I may need to change my vitamins or something because I can't keep up with that kind of lifestyle. Well, do you know the difference between those girls and me? What? About 30, 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly Shangela. Every city you go to, Shangela is in the club. Every city. 
Shanja's not on the bus like everybody else, like decompressing, taking an edible. So Tangela's like, all right, y'all, hallelujah. Let's now, come on, y'all. Let's just go over to the um to, to Southern Nights Orlando, honey. Hallelujah. And, and you know, and you know what? We, we, we gonna make the bus take us. The bus driver's like, I'm not taking y'all. I'm like, well, honey, somebody gotta drive the bus to the car. She, Shangela is wild on tour. I can't keep up. Thorgy <laughs> loves to go out, too. She would always be the rabble rouser on those Peter and Murray Tours. Oh yeah, Thorgy does like to go out. <laughs> I used I used to anytime Thorgy because Thorgy is a little crazy, a little neurotic, and like Thorgy's painting and like while she's painting, you, you just you just go to a dressing room. You're like, oh girl, she's like, what? What? she's like Monet, please don't do that. And she's like drinking her wine, and she is such a crazy nutty little thing. I really like Thorgy but a lot. I don't exactly think it's crazy to see you in a dressing room and not enjoy it. So. <laughs> but he went on the Peter Murray tour when I left to do Madonna. You were there. What did you think? Were you like this shady little fucking bitch? Or were you like, good for her? Um, You know, I would hear all different sides from it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's I didn't know what to think. But yeah. um yeah, I mean, I guess if I were being dishy, I would say, were you featured in the Madonna no. video? Was was it worth it? So I, I don't know. Hell I don't know. No. But you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, because I, I don't know if I told you this, but they were like, like the, the fucking director of the video called me. And the executive producer going, they were like, hey, Madonna, like, handpicked you. She's like obsessed with you. She really wants you to do this. Please, 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 please. And I was like oh god and they were like she like looked up all the queens and she saw you literally telling me all the right things and i was like well if madonna saw my picture and she loves my work then i gotta go girl you know what it is it was on set for 16 hours to to literally do 1.29 seconds and did you maybe the director told that to everyone in oh, the cast? Oh, of course he did. He said he probably said that to all the queens or whoever else. That was complete bullshit. Madonna had, has no idea who Monet Exchange is. Well, she might, but she ultimately would not have the, um, you know, it's got to go through record companies and directors and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you could have delivered the most show stopping performance ever and mm. the the video didn't work right or whatever now i mean i, I say that as a very wild like <laughs> this isn't going to happen you being <laughs> showstopping delivering <laughs> on uh, on set or on stage I, that is far that's a reach but uh, <laughs> but you know i think a big thing with that video too ironically with our topic today is um allegedly uh, uh, it was going to get censored because you know the video was has had had a very um uh very what's the word I'm looking for? Very um graph it was a very graphic video and it was it was speaking on something very topical. It was about a club shooting and um a, when we were there there were rumors of like, oh girl, I heard that they're like not even gonna like they're not they're they're, they they want to pull the video before it's even been released because because they heard the concept. I don't know how true that is and how music works. I don't think that's how music videos work. But um, yeah, that they were allegedly going to pull it because it was too graphic and it was too much. But you know that's Madonna constantly pushing the envelope. She's like, mm, let's go a little further. She pushes the envelope and makes money off of controversy, but sometimes it's empty controversy. So, mm. um, you know, there are many real controversies from climate change to <laughs> ending right. wars to, but she cho- cho- chooses ones that are, are seem to be for controversy itself. Yeah. 
on that note, shall we transition to the headlines, Bunny? Sure. Let's do it. Headliners. Oh my God, Bunny, these are very interesting things. First of all, <laughs> have you watched Wendy Williams? I've watched the TV show. I did not see the movie. Isn't isn't it called What a Mess or It's a Mess? I I don't even know what the subtitle is, but I, all I saw was on my little Lifetime app was the Wendy Williams movie. Um, my relationship was with Wendy Williams. I remember I was in middle school or se- seventh seventh eighth grade or something like that when her um, oh no no I was probably in high school like maybe like ninth tenth grade when her talk show had the six week sneak peek i watched it i remember like watching on tv i remember watching her first episode watching her come out and i knew about her before because my mom used to listen to wendy williams on the radio when she would pick me up from jpd football practice and um and that's what that was my intro to wendy and i remember i remember her saying like you know things like how like oh she's so crazy or she's so messy so i don't know why i was intrigued as a kid to watch a fucking talk show but by the way i've always I've always been obsessed with talk shows. I love talk shows. Um, but so yeah, I remember watching it. I remember being obsessed when I used to be. I used to watch her show every day um, um, when I could. And then later on, I like fell off. And then I I catch clips here and there. But Wendy Williams has always kind of been this crazy shock jockey. She like was famous for like uh, trying to expose LL Cool J. Um, she talked about RuPaul. She she had that infamous Whitney Houston conversation where she was like kind of dog walking Whitney Houston. And then years later, a decade later when Whitney died, she was like Whitney was my favorite, my idol. And I was like, well really? You just, you had a whole it's still on YouTube. Y'all can probably look it up of her, of Whitney calling into the show and Wendy Williams being so controversial and same thing with Mariah. So she's always been this controversial person. Well, it's not just controversial, it's cruel and it's hypocritical. Now, I get it that her shtick is a gossip and that mm-hmm. appeals to the lowest level that we are. Like, if you don't have a talent yourself, then you might, uh, you know, develop a talent talking about what other people do, right. um, which is in essence what we're doing here. <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> but so you're saying that you're the Wendy Williams of drag. Exactly. Um, But the funny thing is about Wendy is now saying that she lives with a sober coach because of her own problems with uh, cocaine or crack. Mm -hmm. So while she was raking Whitney over the coals and, you know, this she was actually, you know, aware of her own problems with coke or crack or whatever it was. I mean, she's she so she made her name for herself being vicious. The whole how you do with the bent risks wrist is actually a gay thing insinuating how are you gay um you know so joan rivers was had very mean humor but it was really funny and i don't see wendy's humor as funny i see it as lowest common denominator and Mm. she's come out and said things about men need to stop wearing uh, skirts and heels she claimed that tupac pack was raped in jail she said that beyonce spoke on a fifth grade level and you know I, i mean listen she has the right to say all of those things I just don't find it funny and I think it's weird to watch her show (laughs) like when she made it onto TV first Mm -hmm. of all the look is absurd she has these giant breasts but someone said don't show them off with anything if if you're going to have big hooker breasts 
then why would you wear a jacket and a high yeah. neck blouse? She wore that every day. Now she's, you know, more relaxed <laughs> about showing her boobs, but she got, so it's like, she, here's this, this, this weird looking woman talking smack about <laughs> how, how other people look weird or other people, you know, are, 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 and it's like, she looks weird. Like she made headlines where she has a new skinny waist, but she actually has no hips. So she's oh, really girl, top. She's a capital she's, P. She says all the yeah. time, I'm, I'm shaking with her capital P, girl. All my parties in the front and nothing in the back. She literally has no hips, no butt. It's the, but which, which, you know, she got obviously got her tits done. And it's like, and again, to each his own. So whatever your choice is, whatever you like, whatever floats your boat. But like, you'd think if you got these like massive fucking tits that you would, you know, get a little something in your ass or your hips to bounce it at all. It's such a strange looking shape. I don't know what powers that be decided this, but you don't put... <laughs> You don't get big boobs to wear high neck stuff and 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 jackets over it. That's like what that's what a hooker in church would do. <laughs> I would watch her show occasionally because gays were always going on about it, and I, I would look at the people in the audience. And at first, before she'd really found her groove or whatever, they were they would cut away to the audience, but they weren't doing the right cutaways, and the audience was looking puzzled perplexed really you know, sh- yes i mean you know it's 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 like you know wow does your team not even know that the audience is looking like you know weird and, and so it's it's very much geared as is all of uh, daytime tv to housewives in middle america oh, damn. and i i don't share that aesthetic because you know any comedian will kind of read the room mm-hmm. and and act like well you know like she got on to Jay-Z and Beyonce about not standing um, during the national anthem when the Colin Kaepernick thing. Oh, did so she? I don't like, remember that. Yeah. Oh, oh, she's had things to say. Why do there need to be to historically black you know, colleges? So she's kind of walking this line where she is conservative and saying the things that she thinks her audience wants to hear some of the time. So it, it, it always came off as, as mean and not funny and kind of conservative. I mean, the thing about the thing about men not leave our her skirts and heels alone that was considered transphobic or well, dragphobic you know I, I think that goes to a big conversation which i i want to have some type of something discussing this it's always been a very strange thing with black women and how that relates to homosexuality and and all that stuff it's such a such a very i think a very in- interesting intricate and nuanced conversation and it's something i want to have obviously having a black woman present to to speak for not to all for black women but to have that perspective because it's always as as long as i've grown up black women and homosexuality have always been this weird thing so it's been this weird relationship and how they feel about it and how they react to it and why do they hate it so much so obviously things are changing now acceptance yada yada blah 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 everybody say love but it's still i think still something that's still very pervasive and no matter how far we progress i think it's still going to be something that should be that we should have a conversation and, and, and address about, but in the in the documentary, she. Well, I mean, you, you have to say that that also that you know, people who are churchy, whether they are black or white, mm-hmm. they don't look fondly on homosexuality and or right. trans people, and they think God created women. So if you follow the letter of the Bible, you know, you may frown on uh, gay or trans, and this is not uncommon in the black communities. A, a large um, you know, group does not favor gay marriage, and they're they're just traditional. 
Yeah. And then, I mean, but throughout, throughout like, like you said earlier, throughout the documentary, it's from, like, honestly, from the first 10 minutes, you see how crazy her addiction was. Like, I mean, at at the stalls, at work, uh, smoking, I mean, doing all the cocaine. And that was what she, because she had, like a, like, a problem as a kid with maintaining her weight. And that's how she maintained her weight as an adult, is just not eating and only doing cocaine and doing crack. Because that was giving her the energy and the rush and what she needed um, to get through her day or whatever. And that was like her diet, and it's throughout. It's throughout the entire movie. I will say throughout the movie, though, I wish because Wendy Williams was like the head lead executive producer. She had a, like a lot to say about it. So I want to see someone telling Wendy Williams' story, not from Wendy's perspective. I want someone from the outside looking in, or someone, or a Wendy not be a part of it to manicure it and curtail it to what she wants to do. Because even though you, she says, yeah, a girl, honey, and I'm, I'm putting all my business out there. Yeah, but it's still like all the things you want to put about your business. Like she didn't have anything about her kid. Um, and there's just uh, her her second uh, drug relapse that wasn't really in there either. So there was like, there's like a lot I wanted to see and hear about Wendy that I didn't get because she's fucking executive producing it, you know? So that was a missed right. opportunity for me. Well, I did not see it, and I don't have lifetime. But was it good? Because I heard it was a fun, hot mess. And yeah, it was, it was crazy and wild, and it was fun. It was fun. It was it was fun. It was cute. It wasn't as deep and as real as I know Lifetime movies can be. Because, bitch, I love a Lifetime movie. Lifetime movies are everything, bitch. They are so good. They they put out like 89 movies a, a weekend and they're always so interesting and they're so deep and they're so scary. But this was definitely a little more, like a little softer than the typical Lifetime and because Wendy didn't want to put all her business out there, I think. Right, yeah. right. Well, I mean, I knew that it wasn't going to be completely act- accurate when they chose a pretty actress to play her. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one would say Wendy was censoring her story, buddy. Regardless of what I think, she's extremely successful. People love what she does. And, you know, yeah. if, if you love her, check out the movie. Yeah, you guys, yeah, check it out. Um, on the topic of censoring, I would say when people were gearing for the new millennia, whatever that meant, I don't think they anticipated how important privacy and censoring would become. Of course, censoring has always been a thing. We all, we all, we we know this, um, especially since Russia has been um, introduced into, into into the conversation back in the in the sixties. This is the fifties. When was the when was the Russian thing? People were scared about Russia. Yes, the Red Scare. The Red Scare, you know, yeah. and the Cold War. Yeah, so it's always been a thing, but now more than ever, I get maybe, don't, I, don't Monet. Don't imply that just because I'm old that I'm well aware or informed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I think it's oh, it also maybe because I'm becoming older. You know, I'm in my thirties now. I'm not. I am just thirty. I'm not in my thirties really. I'm like just became thirty, so I'm not really there. Over the hill. <laughs> but I'm just I'm becoming more aware of it and I'm being more cautious of and and conscious of what the government is doing with my fucking information. How do you feel? Well, obviously the case for censoring Trump and getting rid of him on Twitter, Facebook, and all of these other uh, platforms from Shopify to some I've never heard of are that he incited a 
an insurrection at the Capitol mm-hmm. and spread disinformation, mainly that uh, Joe Biden had lost to Trump. And the people at the Capitol were literally chanting, hang Pence, because they wanted to stop Joe Biden's. I mean, they're, they're in the Republican Party, but they were hanging. They wanted to hang the, the vice president, which I shouldn't laugh about because it is uh, serious. Yeah. So that's the argument for it, that Trump is uniquely dangerous. And I think that what we have to look at is that freedom of speech and, and freedom from censorship is a, is a widely held treasured uh, principle of the left. I mean, in 1977, there was uh, the ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union, fought for the right for actual Nazis in Chicago to go to a nearby town in Skokie, Illinois, where they had loads of Holocaust survivors and parade around with swastikas on their arms. Not because they were saying, we want you to do this and it's insensitive. Obviously, it's horribly insensitive. Mm -hmm. But you have a, you, you protect the right of free speech because who is deciding what gets censored? That's where it gets sticky. Yeah. Well, I think, as we all know, a big part of that is you can you can have free speech, but you can't. But I own my apartment. You can't. If I say you can't have your fucking free speech in my house and you can't have it, go do your free speech in my hallway. Go do it in my elevator. Go do it in my block. But if you're in my home, I can say no. You can't fucking say that here. Get the fuck out. And I think that's what the nuance of it is. Like, yes, you can have free speech. You can, you, you can say whatever you want. But Twitter is not your house. You are you, when you are on Twitter, you invited and in, in, you are invited into someone's home. So you can talk and say what you want but if the owner of the house would be like well i don't you you can't say it in my house go say it go say it on go say that facebook house go say the instagram house but you can't say it in my, in my house so you have to leave right but but when you are whether i like trump or not mm-hmm. uh trump is the president and it's this is a major way that people communicate now this is if if you know for example so the labor secret the, the labor editor of the worldwide socialist website was just censored after saying he, he he and other profiles of his were removed from Facebook permanently with no no attempt to he can't say anything they're just gone this happened to me too on Twitter after calling Bianca an archaic slang for lesbian lezer when I said I'm coming to do your show Jane mm-hmm. County our first a uh, second guest uh, was who was trans was shut off Facebook because um she used a word that rhymes with granny that refers to trans people that was commonly used with Jane. So the, the question is, who, who decides who is censored? Obviously, with me, Twitter has gotten it wrong. They just cut me off for uh, 12 hours the other day for saying mm-hmm. that uh, Bianca posted, apparently I'm a slut. And I wrote back, uh, no, you're a wannabe slut. Sluts get fucked. Mm-hmm. Now, every other comment said sluts. Uh, except and and mine was the one that got shut out because if that's it said it was hate speech. So yeah. I, I'm on Twitter and I said check out our new podcast. Jasmine Rice Labasia, a friend, uh, wrote, "Oh my God, I live" or something, and I wrote back, "Whore, come sing on our show." When I logged back in, Beautiful they voice, said by that the way. I'd use yes, I had I had uh, uh, used hate speech. 
in calling a friend whore, which is common among the drag community. So it's like, where do you go with this? I mean, we we know that. Um, for for one thing, the 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 they shut down the UK's biggest left wing party as a result of this, you know, censorship kick just recently. Um, banned from Facebook, banned from Twitter. These are people who speak about Black Lives Matter and Palestine. Yeah. So the, it's the, the censorship is going to be used by the establishment, the powers that be. Now the powers that be are Democrat. Now uh, before the powers that be were were Trump. Mm-hmm. So w- we have to be very. So they want to shut out voices who they consider to be on the edge. I do I, agree I, with that. I do agree with that. I'm I, always going to be on the edge. Yeah, <laughs> I, be- I agree with that. I, I, I think that sometimes the people, the, whoever. The, or, is making decisions like to 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 put you in Facebook jail for saying whore or to ban you from Twitter from saying slut. Like, I think I think they're looking at two things. Like, oh, Bunny is obviously someone who has a lot of reach. Like, a lot of people engage with you because you are a public figure. So, like, oh, so 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 as opposed to I don't know uh, uh, Cindy Hollowell who has two followers and who's saying slut. They're like, well, we don't care about what fucking Cindy said. We care about we care about what Bunny says. But again, what you're saying is not damning. So I don't understand why they're censoring that. That's strange to well, me. I'll- but on I'll Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that, I have seen a lot of um, Black Lives Matter leaders and people who have really great voices in that community. Um, Sonia Renee Taylor, if anyone follows her on Instagram, she posts quite often about how, like, she will post, uh, she does, like, these like, IG stories. She, like, talks about, like, stuff about the movement and how you can, like, better affect the movement and how what you can do to help and change, yada, yada. And she posts often about them taking her stuff down, like, quite often. So I think there is a glitch in the matrix. And I think what I think is that um, in terms of censorship and privacy and all that stuff and why places like Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter can kick you off and block you again yes it is a private company they, they can do whatever they want but as you're saying Twitter but now I think what these things are has morphed as especially with the, with the president using Twitter as his like primary way of communication with the world so I think there needs to be some change in the maybe it's like deprivatizing Twitter and to some capacity this so is that- what pro- this is what progressives call for and this is what social media giants aim to have when they were starting out a place for free speech I mean but here's the thing about you know you saying you can't say anything in your house so not only has has social media you know morphed and you know maybe it will morph again to address, you know, people it considers dangerous mm-hmm. like Trump or socialists or Black Lives Matter activists. But it's it's it has morphed into the only way that we can communicate in a pandemic. Right. It has morphed into a way that small business owners on Facebook interact with their clients. Right. It has morphed into a way that we get jobs due to Instagram followers. So if yeah. I say something that the drag community says to itself, uh, like whore, and they shut me off, this is uh, this is ridiculous. I mean, they are actually shutting down our voices, shutting down uh, you know, and and, and our, our work opportunities. They are deep platforming us so and and they're doing it they're getting it wrong right because horror is how drag queens speak to each other lezer is not a slur word see they're trying to go within the gay community in probably in an attempt to to cut out words of bullying or harassment but they don't know that bianca is actually on my profile in a photo with me and for a show that we're doing together and that we both follow each other a quick look at our history 
mm-hmm. would let you know that we are on there saying hateful and cruel things about each other's weight or wishing that we were dead yeah. or, yeah. you know, uh, you know, using, you know, rough language or whatever. So the, the thing that, that Facebook does do, and I know this from advertisers who get locked out, even though they've spent tens of thousands these gay party promoters, mm-hmm. they put men in underwear up on there, and yeah. Facebook will take them down, sometimes based on a complaint from competitors. So yeah. it's like the Facebook model is, oh, just look for words, certain words, or look for images, and anyone can report them, and we're not going to investigate yeah. that Bianca and I may be friends. Or well, they don't Brandon care. They're not, they're not going to take the time to do that. Like Dave, uh, on Facebook and Twitter, they've blocked, they've blocked my sometimes comments where Bob and I go back and forth and I, uh, and, and I will like call them a nigga all the time and they will like block my comment they will like put me in Facebook jail for 24 hours like that happens all the time too so I'm saying I think that the law needs to catch up with what that is and figure out a way to to succinctly make the right decision because I get it why you would ban that word and why you would ban someone for 24 hours for using that word they're also monitoring like hundreds of millions of people so I get that it's a hard way to narrow in and figure out exactly okay let me let's let's look and see who this lady but like I don't think someone is actively doing that I think that your word I think that there's, there's probably some algorithm for the amount of influence you have and reach and engagement and followers that with whatever words you're using and then it's like it's it's all done computerly I don't think it's right. someone I don't think it's someone sitting at the desk like bunny bunny good th-. I don't think it's that I think it's all computer is done through the computer well, they they are shutting down voices on the left, and when they uh, shut me off for twelve hours, I was uh, gunning for Medicare for all, mm. a progressive left goal. When um, I said to uh, Bianca, "I'm coming to see your show, Lezer," Twitter chopped me off, said you're you're done, and it wasn't until a Twitter campaign. Um, you know, came out and a few articles mentioned that they changed their mind and thought this isn't seditious. The only thing I was doing, you know, s- s- that was quote seditious is is uh, fisting yourself, stumping for something. <laughs> I wish I can't reach it because of my gut. Uh, <laughs> the the um, is stumping for Bernie Sanders, who is not seditious at all. He's yeah. a progressive. So yeah, know, but the, <laughs> I think they're trying to shut out. Um, some other voices besides Trump, and we need to be very wary of that. Yeah, and in our next segment, I'm look. We look forward to hearing what you guys think about that, and uh, what your thoughts are on censorship, and uh, what your experiences are with censorship. And we won't censor you. <laughs> totally uncensored. the Serial app and we're asking you guys if you have seen the Wendy Williams movie what are your thoughts about it and your thoughts on censorship have you been banned from Facebook Instagram Twitter are you are you for Twitter banning Trump or are you against it like we want to know the full tea and don't feel like you need to come in here and be politically politically correct about how you feel about the stuff like be give us your honest answer and we will react accordingly (laughs) we're not politically correct let's listen to the first uh, caller Hi, ladies and bunny. Love you both. Um, <laughs> I love the Wendy's show. I mean, like, the thing is, or the Wendy's movie, I mean, the thing is, it gave me exactly what I, like, wanted from it. You know what I mean? Like, like we all love Wendy Williams. Like, I mean, she can be kind we of do, problematic. We do, But <laughs> at the end of the day, like, we love her for being so, like, so willing to go there and ask those questions we all want to, like, actually know. So... Bunny, you don't love Wendy, huh? I, I 
don't love Wendy, but I like what the caller said that she does go there. I guess my argument as a comedian who also goes there and loves, you know, the Joan Rivers type comedians who really, really, really went there is that I don't, she goes there, but I don't see the wit involved, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. a, oh, she went there as a, as a, ah, I shouldn't have been laughing at this yeah. to me. And, and with and, and with that token, he's saying that like she like she's not afraid to go there. Ironically, like I was saying earlier, I don't think she went there enough in the movie. I feel like there was a lot that we did not see that should have been like. There's a part in the in the movie where she blatantly says, "And I'm not talking about Kevin, meaning her son." She's like, "And that's all." And like, like I'm not talking about him in this thing. I'm like, well. That's part of your story, and that's kind of like what we want to know. So I feel like there were parts she left out on purpose because she was like, "I'm not." They don't need to know about all of that. Well, but that kind of it kind of defeats the purpose of producing your own life right. story because then you can leave out whatever you don't think is flattering. Exactly. Exactly. Let, let's listen to another call. <laughs> when they Ooh. banned that orange bitch from Grinder, that shit was so funny. Grindr, Grindr, Grindr. Oh, wait, he got grinder. He got banned from Grinder. Who did? <laughs> Trump. He got banned on Grinder. Girl, he got banned from Shopify. Did they really Shopify as well? Yeah. Like, is that for real? That is funny. How is he gonna buy his groceries? Now I feel bad. Not... He doesn't buy his groceries. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody does. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, let's listen to another one. Hi, Monet and Lady Bunny. Um, I recently was kicked off of Facebook for telling a lady that she deserved to be punched in her face because of the whole thing going on with Morgan Wallen. And she pretty much said that it was okay for him to say the N-word. Of course, she was of the lighter pigmentation or lack of pigmentation, if you get what I'm saying. So I, feel, I didn't feel bad for saying what I said because I meant what I said and I said what I said. But... Being kicked off of Facebook for saying that is bullshit, and they really need to change their policy. Well, but if we're saying that Trump should be kicked off for violence, and you were um, saying threatening violence, isn't that the same principle? I don't. I don't know the story as well, but I am assuming it is a woman who was saying that she was okay with someone calling a white woman calling a black guy a nigger on fucking Facebook, and. It, I agree. I I don't think I me Monet Exchange Kevin Burton personally does not think that you should be banned. But I'm sure the people who are regulate Twitter and Facebook found just cause in doing so. But I think you are well within your rights, girl, and out and and you should do it again. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> I mean, you know, Trump spewed nonsense for years and he wasn't you know, yeah. banned. But the question is when it is elevated to a threat of violence, it becomes something Physical that, violence. I mean, you're, you're, you're not, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that's how they, they, yeah. they did it. But their rules don't always make sense. Oh, they sure don't. And sometimes it's very evident that they sometimes pick and choose who they want to, Bland, who they want to shadow ban, all this stuff. It's like so crazy. Patty was. I agree. Patty's been telling me so many stories about how like they like shadow ban like queer 
content creators and artists. And yeah, queer people may post art that may be a little more risque, but it's definitely not as risque as fucking uh, 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 Kelly Kelly Van Hoosen flashing her fucking titties and her pussy all over Instagram. But, it, you know, right. so it, it, they, they pick and choose. And if they pick and choose and their rules sometimes don't make sense, I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah. here. Then, you know. No, 100%. I agree. I can hate trust do, and still respect wanna... the broader issue of free speech and not like to see it chipped away at. But many yeah. will agree that Trump is, is a extreme circumstance. Okay, last one. Last call. Hey, I love y'all so much. I just walked into the bathroom at work so I could ask this question. Um, <laughs> I thought that the movie was really good, but I thought it was a little all over the place storytelling-wise. I feel like it was just sort of like memories that stuck out to her that she wanted to talk about. But I thought the documentary that came after was really, really good. Just like seeing her so raw like that. I thought the documentary was 10 times better than the movie. But I love them both. Love y'all. Is that, is that thank you for the call? Is that kind of like Untucked has got more action than Drag Race these days? <laughs> I did not watch the documentary, uh, I, but I will watch it now. I've, I've heard this comment a lot. People saying the documentary was way better than the movie, and I agree. The movie was all over the place. It was like it felt really. It felt like a manic episode, honestly, a little bit to me. It was very like wild That's what her and like, show oh, what's happening like? next? to me <laughs> <laughs> um well i guess that was all the calls we had time for this week thank y'all for tuning in once again to the stereo app bunny and i are here um and we take your calls so look for look out for it on instagram and uh thank y'all so much for, for your questions <laughs> All right, bunions, lady bunions, we have our delicious, delectable, fine guest. Before you introduce this very well-equipped porn star, I want to make sure I get my <laughs> sexy voice on. So hold on just a second. Um, oh, hello, Boomer. No, that's not it. Hello, Boomer. No, that's Nina West. That's definitely not sexy. Wait, I'm a little out of practice. Hello, Boomer Bank. Porn <laughs> idol and renaissance man. Y'all, please welcome the very charming Boomer Banks. Hi, guys. How are you? Thank you for having guys. me. Guys. Um, <laughs> Boomer Banks, how are you, darling? Great, Monet, Bunny. I love you guys. How are you doing during these phenomenal times you know it's been such a great two years and uh oh no actually it hasn't <laughs> <laughs> so boomer so obviously you are a porn star so you are you are naturally um a sex positive person um yes. how has in, in not naturally oh, not naturally and you'd be surprised at the amount of people that do this stuff and are very close-minded or and or lack uh, uh, any sort of um, self-awareness of 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 things like being undetectable, um, you know, mm. just playing out being sex positive. Like sex does not equal sex positivity, guys. I want mm, to reiterate that. Sex does not equal sex positivity. And you can be a sex worker and still be fucking closed-minded as fuck. Because some of these guys and – uh, you know, I I don't want to speak for the women or be, you know, misogynist, but some of these girls also just want their money and they don't care to understand anything 
in regards to any sort of uh, uh, sexual disease or anything. Well, but what, what would some be, of these girls are very smart. What would be an example of, of someone in the sex industry um, who is having sex for a living but who is not sex positive? Gay for pay. Gay for pay, guys. Okay. Um, so an attitude would be guys who are bi-curious, mm-hmm. who uh, realize that there's more money in the um, – in the gay industry and they, they tap their legs into that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then they don't bother to understand, uh, queerness Got and, it. Uh, and stuff like that. And, and it's very often the case, but, but this has and been a, they eventually, this has been ahead. a very, uh, hot debate for years because a lot of gay people are turned on by straight acting or straight guys. I mean, it's been a debate over the go-go dancers for years because, you know, some of these dancers are, are, are brooding and sexy and you don't know whether they're going to fuck you or they're going to kill you. In fact, they are not, uh, you know, uh, gay, but that turns a lot of gay people on. So Um, in an, and I'm I'm from I'm from the like thought process that I'm going to give my money to my queer fellows. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're gonna come and uh, uh, be a guest in our community um, and benefit from it um, monetarily, the least you can do is understand who we are as a people and not just take take right. take take. Right. take. I, I thought that. you meant I sex positive yeah. in terms of you have healthy attitudes about sex that you're not a slut they if don't. you'd have sex a lot, you know. Um yeah, well, I mean it, it's it's a lot of things now, funny. It's a lot of things now. And and of course that is one of the main things in regards to, um, uh, you know, being sex positive is, is an awareness of, of, of big things. Like one of the big things is, um, H- you know, HIV positive, um, uh, an incurable disease, um, mm-hmm. that will, um, and I, I, I was just featured on plus magazine. Um, I, I it was my, uh, big coming out cause I had never really talked about it. I was outed by, uh, a blog when I first started mm. they outed my name they outed my HIV status and it was a very traumatic experience for me where, yeah. so I where do you think that never ca- to talk about where it did that yet. come from where, where, what what was the kind of it blog is it a gossip from, blog a porn blog I mean that's evil it was it was some Wendy Williams shit <laughs> yeah, I right yeah it was very well so that's 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 the culture right it's like what's the tea like let's tell the tea on this person and then some people don't know how to, and I, this is a great segue to kind of what you wanted to talk about, and I wanted to talk about, Bunny, um, accountability as opposed to shame. Mm-hmm. You know what yep. I mean? Uh, shaming people and help holding people accountable. Like, I started the porn industry HIV positive for, now I've been HIV positive for 19 years. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started, it was still like over a decade, and I had no shame in it. And obviously, the people who were hiring me knew exactly what was going on with me. Yeah. The people that I was working with knew exactly what was going on with me. Uh, I only did condom porn at the time, and and prep wasn't was barely kind of happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it was still something that was not for someone else to disclose. Oh no! Right. It's like yeah, it's like it's like coming out. Like you, it's not someone else's you know it's it's mine it's mine to disclose and someone thought that it was theirs and um and it was gross and it was traumatic and and it kind of made me recoil and and i I felt bad because up until then i was just i I was very much an advocate for hiv 
And it took me a while before I got back into it. But even then, when I got back into it, I would not talk about my HIV status. Mm-hmm. I would just talk about my 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 advocacy in regards to it. And um, are there other um, porn stars who have come out as HIV positive? Is this some? Is there a stigma against yeah. this in the business? It was obviously a, a huge stigma initially. It was just like no more condomless porn you know all the studios all these producers and directors who now do condomless at one point were like condoms only yes i remember um and you know what i mean there was a whole campaign right now all the studios i, I don't think there's I, I don't know of a studio that uses condoms anymore because there's a self-awareness of prep. There's a self-awareness of getting tested mm-hmm. frequently. There's a self-awareness of, and that's sex positivity right there, right? Yeah. But it took a while, and it's still sometimes a, a very interesting conversation to have with people. And there still are people in the industry that'll say, "I, I, I won't work with someone who's HIV mm-hmm. positive." Okay, so, 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 please forgive my ignorance. So, so when you, so when you are doing a scene with a, with a, with a company, so obviously, yes. um, you, everyone's tested, you know everyone's status, yes, and yes. so you can do commonless porn if like everyone is on prep and you test, or like how, what, like what does that look like? So, because for all of us who so are listening, who have no like idea. Yeah, is, yeah. Right. So what it looks like is uh, the CDC released a couple of years ago um, uh, a, a study that that basically said undetectable equals untransmittable. Mm-hmm. Right. So so there is no way that me, an undetectable man, can transmit. Now, if I got off my meds and I stopped using an, like my medication or whatever, I could potentially become detectable again. Right. Right. Yeah. But. I know my awareness. I have not not taken a pill, uh, my medication that I need to take um, for 19 years. Yeah. And that's just because that's just who I am as a person. I've been my own advocate. Like if you can't advocate for yourself, how the hell are you going to advocate for anybody else? I've heard that somewhere and before. So- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, she didn't invent it, but yes. So, 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll read that old heifer. So, so okay. But so, uh, you know, I get it that you are responsible and that, that, you know, you would not miss yes. a pill, but just here's, here's my reaction to someone who from, I'm someone who does not, uh, you know, take prep just because rubbers always worked for me and not everybody doesn't like them. Everyone's different. Everyone's health needs are different. Everyone, you know, whatever. But, you know, back in the day when I was dating a lot, guys would come up with the most ridiculous things to try to not get me to use a condom. I mean, the song and dance, I even had one guy say that he was going to send me a certificate of his bone marrow. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, so, so I mean, that's not the bone I was interested in. I didn't, want to go inside the bone i just wanted the bone so but i wanted a condom on it and so it's like if you do stop taking the medicine and listen people are humans they make mistakes in the same way that my generation made mistakes with condoms they can make a mistake because they're a messy person or you know whatever and not take it it's not an immediate reaction you don't stop taking your medication like for set for for set for example me that's been taking it for 19 years my uh the the reason you take antiretrovirals on on a daily basis is cuz then it like inundates your blood right yeah. so uh, every time someone gets a load for me they're getting a load of antiretrovirals i'm talking about people that like are off it for like six okay. months funny all right Got it. Um, it, 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 stuff like that but it, it's it's rare that nowadays people are like i'm just not going to take my medication 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's people that are are addicted to drugs who then stop taking their medication. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But also, like, do you fuck tweakers? Like, do you fuck drug addicts? I like, try. Uh, as the same person. I- as the same person, okay, well, then you have something to worry about and you should wear a condom. Yeah. <laughs> um, switching gears a little bit, uh, Boomer, to COVID. Now, obviously, OnlyFans has become OnlyFans just for fans, my fans, yeah. your fans, his fans, her, 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 all the fans. Everyone all has fans. Only grands? Only only flans. That's a Mexican. Oh, I like that. Oh my god. Only bands. I'm 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 only fucking the fucking niggas that make uh, six figures. Only bands, mama. Um, how has the only how how has the fans industry affected uh, your industry? And are you part of the OnlyFans um, community now? I just started in March, so oh. um, I, I do have I did have like a collection of stuff. And before I had an OnlyFans, um, Austin Wolf started a, a, a site called For My Dot Fans, uh, and um, it, it's he's you know he's a queer man. It, it, it's owned by him, and I thought yeah. like if I'm going to start, I'm going to start that way. So I started because you know they they have the bigger reach, right? So mm-hmm. and I knew that I wasn't going to be working for a while, so I, I started posting all these behind the scenes stuff that I had. And it did. It's it's done well. It's done really, really well, and I'm very um, excited. Um, it, it's been paying my bills, and I'm I'm really grateful. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's 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 impacting the industry in the negative way that people seem uh, to think that it, it is. Um, I think that uh, as far as performer wise, as a performer, me having the rights to my own content is yeah. is beautiful. Me having. Uh, the the say of what goes up or, or, or what I can take down or all this stuff it, it's I, I think that's beautiful it's done really well but on OnlyFans they don't want to see production mm. do you know what I mean like yeah, yeah like they want to when you they want to see nitty gritty they want to yes. see like I I've been doing all this public stuff like understall like they love. Yeah, yeah. OnlyFans. I, I have to say, I have I have subscribed to a few OnlyFans only because they've been guys I've been following on Instagram and then when I see OnlyFans link I'm like. <gasps> I have to see what this is, and when you subscribe, it, I don't want to see something super produced. I don't want it to. I don't yeah. want to feel like I'm watching a Falcon or a Cocky Boys. I want to see. I want it to look like you took you 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 happened. You just happen. You just happen to have your iPhone, and you were like, "That's yeah. what I want." I, that's the yeah. 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 Now we spoke yes. a little bit about how you have done some porn work that it involved travel, and you know your commitment to oh, testing. Yes. I would love to. You talk know, about and that. and and I would just yes. for people you know who are wondering how TV shows go on. I'm wondering how porn shoots you know go on, and, and uh, Monet it, and our work. It's basically yeah, the same. Our work involves travel too, it's so basic. we're all trying to figure out our way to get back into the workforce after yeah. this ends. Right. So it's basically the same thing. Um, so I, I test here. Um, I let them know that I get uh, a negative uh, test. I get um, I get my plane ticket. I get on the plane. Um, you know, I, I social distance on the plane. I get off the plane, um, and then um, uh, I get tested again. I sit and I, I in my hotel room and only interact with the people I'm going to film with, um, uh, and whoever's going to film it. And it's not even a huge team anymore at this point. You know, you just need the camera person. And the, uh, the two models, and that's it. Jack. And that's how I've worked. That's how I've worked. Um, I've done maybe one, two, three, four, five, maybe six scenes since mm-hmm. COVID. And um, I have not gotten sick. 
Um, the other people have not gotten sick, um, you know, and we also test for everything else, obviously. So we're basically treating this like an STI, but obviously COVID a little step further. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we go out to eat, we still social distance, you know, and stuff like that. Now, I have a question. So, when they do the nasal swabs, are you guys putting condoms on those or is, or, or is that no <laughs> condoms or that? No, Monet, because then okay. we cannot get <laughs> Got it. Okay. Okay. Just, just double check. Honey, I, I... We, we, we're, we're going, we're going all raw, Monet. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the fans want. It's what the fans need. <laughs> good. Good. Hey, and, and yeah. Bunny and I, a few episodes ago, I, or our first episode, a few episodes, we only have three. <laughs> she's, she's delusional, <laughs> oh and God, here is proof. So Monet is delusional. The first episode, we talked about uh, about gays over COVID, and like yes, how you did. know a lot of them. I mean, uh, that that Instagram is kind of. <laughs> so the, a lot of I went people on, I went on, yeah I went on a I went on a podcast called uh uh Daddy Issues and um uh, it's uh run by a now friend named Matt and his um his best friend named Race Cooper who used to do porn. So I did their podcast and we went in on games over covid and this is why I went in on this. My whole thing was accountability as opposed to shame. And when his platform blew up, he did not bother to 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 de- define to his followers, what the difference is between accountability and shame. As a result, other things popped up, and it, it was actually, a, a, and I sent it to Bunny, it was a thing called uh, Boston Gays Over COVID, and they started doxing people's HIV status. Oh, God. So uh, my whole thing, people are like, well, they're not related. Like, he doesn't run that. I, I, I didn't say he did. Oh, so you think it's okay that these people went to part of, I didn't say that either. I'm saying that he did not take time to make people understand because people are going to think, oh, he's he's reading people, shade, blah, blah, blah. Yes, mama, like all this stuff um, about all these kids and not really putting his foot down and saying, I'm trying to hold these people accountable, but I'm trying to keep these people responsible for our community. And also, he was on Good Morning, Good Morning America, and the nuance of that, like, it was lost on him. Like you literally were just you just showcased all these people from our community being uh, 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 not following COVID rules. Mm-hmm. America's not going to look at that and be like, oh, uh, only those gays are bad. Oh, yeah. All gays, the facts. All gays are bad. Like this is the problem. Yeah. The facts are the problem. They're doing all the, ba- all yes. the bad shit. Exactly. Exactly. And but and I understand that everyone's what, what's so the, that was what's my the whole person gripe with it. running the account, the one that went on uh, Good Morning America, and the, also the one that no, so nobody, nobody, nobody technically went on there. The uh, whatever his name from Good Morning America brought it. Okay, up. and this was the person who revealed s- someone's HIV status. No, this the, the, this was just gays over okay. COVID. That went oh, so, on oh, so you're saying Good Morning Good Good Morning America? Good Morning, morning America featured the meme account. Okay. He posted it on his uh, uh, Instagram. Mm. Oh, look, guys, I'm on Good Morning America. Oh, oh, oh Gaze Over out... COVID posted it. Yeah, Gaze oh, Over COVID. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, Gaze Over COVID. Like, look, uh, we're on Good Morning America. Like, got we made it, it or something. And I'm just but like, this, what is well, going I'll on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. is yeah. that people get internet fame from piling on. Well, now, actually, cool I too. went yeah. to the Gaze Over COVID page, page today, and they had a doctor called at don't ask greg who was saying exactly what you've yeah. said boomer accountability versus shaming and 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 and, and but he's doing that now he's 
doing that uh, now. Not... The, the meme account blew okay. up. You know what I mean? Now, 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 I'm glad. I'm glad that she's like putting people on there that actually have real facts and that like are talking about accountability. But he didn't do that at the beginning, and as a result, something spawned from it, and it was this account that was calling people out for their HIV status, which is not okay. Right. Another interesting thing to me that you kind of took a stand about that obviously interests Monet and myself is that, you know, you come from San Francisco, uh, you know, you yeah. came up around, uh, you know, a, a very nurturing drag queen who's famous in San Francisco named Juanita Moore who has her own scene Juanita. and many people do. She's a mother, you know, without having yeah. necessarily a house and, or maybe right. she does have a house and I don't know about it, but so you, you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. She has her, her, some of her kids. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so now yeah. sometimes I've noticed that, uh, people who are into porn give you a negative response to photos of yourself oh, yeah. at we drag events or you know with yeah. drag queens and now this actually goes back a long way so, i really want to talk about this i really want to talk about this because the progression of this is hilarious okay. to me um not in a good way yes in a good way but in a way that like okay so this is what happened so when i first i i i when I, be, I was homeless when I was 18 and drag queens and trans women, uh, Hispanic and black trans women uh, and drag queens would let me sleep on their couches because mm -hmm. I had nowhere to go. And they, they weren't predators. They, 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 they were always trying to get me to not do drugs and, and be okay and all this stuff um, until I finally found a job and I was sustainable and I found a boyfriend that I could take hostage <laughs> and I went to go live with him. Um, but then, um, uh, and that was like, cause I got sober when I was 24. So this was 18 to 24. Like that was like my, my really dark drug years. Right. But right before that, you know, trans, I, I just owe so much to trans women's kindness and, and drag queens kindness to me. Um, because they didn't have to, they, I was, I was, I, I weighed 120 pounds when I was 18. I was 5'11". I was like a little Mexican, little Mexican twink, like, and just unsuspectingly, they would just, they were just so kind. But also, they also taught me how to use my fucking words mm -hmm. right. um, to, to defend myself, you know, because I was like, they're like, if you're going to hang out with us, you got to be loud, quick and witty. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> And, um, and, but they also realized like, I didn't have the want to be in drag. I loved drag. I, 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 I've been dressing drag queens and trans women since I was 18. And you sew also. So my, you sew. Oh yeah. So I went to school for, for fashion after that. So fast forward, um, I started to, I start having a platform on social media and I post drag queens. I post about drag queens all the time. I post about Juanita. I post about. Monet before she was even on the show, uh, Bob before he was in. Like I, I've been fans of all these queens before they were even on national television, and so I've been going and supporting their shows long before. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a fan of Drag Race. I am a drag fan. Right. And more than that, even further, I'm a fan of my queer community. That it, it, because the, the thing about to me, for drag queens and trans women, they're the most strongest people in our community they're like the the foundation of our fucking community to me mm -hmm. and so um it just was natural for me to post about them and yes i got negative feedback 
at the beginning, which was like eight years ago. Now, and, and this is feedback. This now, is feedback from people. All these boys, all these, all these boys that had something to say because of their toxic masculinity. They're all friends with drag queens. They all are messaging Monet to be friends with them. They all want to take pictures. They all want to be in her videos. They, you know, any sort of attention that any of these queens give them, they're like, yes, 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 because it's about the likes. It's interesting that you call it. But like, what the fuck? What What do you know about drag? What do you? How, how often did you like support these girls? Do you go to local drag shows? Well. Do you, do you know any of your local drag queens? Like, so these kids, it's all performative to me now that it's funny to me. I think it's great. And I hope that they start actually liking the art and realizing what these queens bring to our community. Um, but the reality is most of them, it's just like a, 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 a performative situation. Well, but and, and now they're painting their nails. Right. Now oh, they're, okay. they're, they're putting because, on a lacy underwear. Oh, because it's in. Now, now right. it's to be feminine. Well, yeah, being feminine is in. Being feminine is so. But, but I, I think that's a little tricky in that. I think that societally, I think that people are being more comfortable to wear nail polish and stuff like that. A, a really good friend of mine, we were doing some stuff yesterday, and he's a very, you know, uh, you know, for you know, if if I didn't know he was gay, I wouldn't assume he was gay. Like he's very that, yeah. and he had nail polish, and I was like, work, and he was like, yeah, I just. I wanted to get a manicure, and I was like, "Good for you! Like, fucking live your life." I, so I, I, don't, I don't think it's yes. the drag thing. I think that and people societally were just more comfortable with our sexuality no, and what that looks like. It is, you guys. It is. It is drag race, baby. It was drag race that spearheaded all of people um, uh, being comfortable with their femininity. I, I not I drag race specifically. Believe. I don't think. I honestly oh, don't think so. Baby. Well, why not? What what, what other? I mean, it's part of it, but I don't think it's show. only Drag Race. I just think societally no. we are like yes, sexuality is not this weird thing anymore. Sexuality is more. Uh, we are sexuality has been liberated in the past ten years, and I think but that's a bigger go, conversation. Go than on Grinder and see how many of those um, uh, profiles still use the word mask, but then you see them in real life, and they're feminine as fuck. Right. So they still want to portray this like sexual situation, which is masculine, mm-hmm. but they live their lives differently. So to me, it's a little performative still, and they still haven't like. And I hope they do. I honestly hope that they start being more comfortable. Um, and it wasn't until a national, you know, television was on a TV show that was on that that people started being comfortable with that but this is an um, interesting attitude because number one is it okay to be a mask gay guy masculine uh who is not into drag does that make you toxic because this is a really old conversation it goes back to when you know they they don't doesn't if you're being genuine about it if you're being genuine about who you are as a person by no i know i know men who are not into drag race and i just don't bring it up or just drag period or any of that i'm a stuff. drag queen and i'm like, not into drag not... race <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean like i'm like would you you like you like what you like and if you like drag and I mean, again i'm not and, i'm not arguing i do know that there are a lot of people who are performative they do it they do it all so they can be like you know um oh um yeah girl i'm friends with bianca oh yeah girl oh bob loves me like i, I do know those people I, I do know those guys but i don't you get think, them all the time but, yeah. I, but i don't think being comfortable with your sexuality is 
is is attributed only because of Drag Race, and I don't think that not liking drag or Drag Race makes you toxic. So, look, there's an older idea in the gay community um, where a drag queen was at one time not welcome at leather bars or bars that were that were yeah. there to simply cruise. What I always thought of that as is these guys are in a hyper-masculine environment where there are guys there to meet guys. And so maybe part of their mind would gravitate towards drag queens in other settings, but not in this heavy male-only cruise zone. And I'm not against them having their male cruise zone. So I'm talking about not porn stars, but I'm talking about porn viewers and fans of yours. Are they looking at you and wanting to see your big cock and then looking at you and seeing pictures of drag queens or saying, you know, oh, this episode was so, so for example, really quick. It's, it's two really sides quick. of the I mind. Wanna, I, I want to give two, you two different. I want to give you a great okay. example. I did my scene. I did a scene with a trans man for the first time a few years ago, and I got the most disgusting response. People's minds are so closed off to, to, to the way that our queer community is progressing. I had sex with a man who mm-hmm. happens to have a bonus hole. Like, end of story. I, I, and then, and I got people like, oh my God, I'm not a fan anymore. You just fucked pussy. <laughs> like, why are you with I women? Can't. And I was like, what? And literally, James St. James wrote a whole article about my response because I was like, if you feel this way, if you remotely think this way, you need to unfollow me right now because mm. I do not want you as a fan. I don't care to have this kind of stuff on my timeline. If anybody says anything in response to this, and since, like, and she wrote a whole, James St. James wrote an article about it. And uh, I'm just, I, 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 I was with a man. End of story. That's crazy. It's like if you if you don't like this if you don't like the scene, then don't watch the scene. Like sponsors, yeah. I uh, have I follow that they may be I don't know fucking a colostomy bag. I'm like, well, I'm not into that, so I'm not gonna watch this episode. But I'll catch the next one. Like what? Like if it's yeah. not your thing, then don't watch it. It does seem odd to take you know Boomer to task, but see when we're in a a, a turned on zone. You know, um, and and we're not turned on by pussy. A different part of our brain is saying we have to respect trans men as men. Gender uh, has exploded and has been accepted in, in new ways. But I mean, you know, I, I, I am not transphobic because I say that I would rather see a scene with two, you know, guys that have penises. I mean, I'm I'm not. That you know, makes sense. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. No, that makes sense. But like, uh, I've had people that like then have, you know, ran through my OnlyFans and then seen that and they're like, wow, I didn't realize how turned on I'd be by this. Oh, I know guys that have done the same. And and I mean, they've been gay, completely gay all their lives and they tried it and they Mm -hmm. liked it. But I mean, for someone like me, you want to, you say there's an extra hole. If you say there's an extra hole, if I'm someone who's not not looking for a hole, I'm looking for a penis. So that's a little bit different. We all want what we don't have. <laughs> is that why you want talent, so- Monet? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a it's a very tricky situation, and 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 you're you're right, Bunny. Like when you're in a mindset of something like that, you want to see like 
and it, it takes you out of that mindset. But also, uh, Monet was saying, um, uh, we're entering a time where sexuality is very fluid, mm-hmm. right? And 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 it's not attributed. I I I I think I uh, came in too strong. It's not attributed because of drag race, but it 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 it, it a lot of these things being shown in 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 a, in a in a public level is allowing kids to be more comfortable with who they are and their yeah. feminine side. Sister Roma calls drag queens and porn stars the cheerleaders and uh, uh, football stars of of the gay community. <laughs> um, and um, and it makes a lot of sense, right? With the gay community, that's like and their, Bunny's their... the water boy. <laughs> <laughs> Bunny, that was funny. You better laugh. No, I'm withholding. (laughs) (laughs) This has been such a great conversation. I'm happy we had you here today. um, Then where can they see you? We want to, you know, let people know. Uh, On Instagram, BaconLBR. On OnlyFans, Boomer Banks. Okay. Um, on Twitter, Boomer underscore Banks. Um, I have, uh, we didn't even talk about this. <laughs> I'm also a fashion di- designer. I have a gender fluid collection called banks with two K's.com. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, um, and yeah, uh, that's pretty much, I also have also, which I, I have my own podcast that I'm starting up again. I have one season of it. It's on, uh, all the pods and right. uh, it's called Boombox with three X's okay. and, Ooh. um, and uh, we're starting it up again in February. Thanks for coming on. And because this gives me such a thrill to say, okay, boomer. From a boomer. I'm a real boomer. <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, if I was wor- boomer, if I was working with a comedian here, they might have thought of that. But uh. <laughs> thank you, boomer. I, this is really fun. Definitely not the news. Uh, this is for a new segment that we're adding called Definitely Not the News. And this week, China rolls out anal swab coronavirus tests, saying it's more accurate than the throat method. Bunny, how do you feel about this? <laughs> well, I heard that your doctor was going to try it out on you, but when you turned around, he said, I'm going to need a bigger swab. <laughs> I mean, that's legit, though. I got a lot of surface area. My thing is that, well, have you ever done, there, there's one where they scrape your throat first, and then they go into your nose. So whatever's behind in your throat is now in your fucking nose. And is just ju- is it just the butt? Like, are we doing the butt, then the nose, or the nose, then the butt, or then the butt, I, I would the do the, nut, then the nose? I would do the nose before the butt. <laughs> If, I, if you only had one swab, do the nose first. Yeah, you know, and you, you typically don't wipe, so it would be kind of strange. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean would you, if, if you were going to a place, which one would you take? Would you take the nose, the throat, or the butt? I would say whichever one is most effective. I mean, there's another new test, which is related to anal. You stick a finger up your ass as deep as you can, sniff it. If it smells like shit, you're negative. If it has no smell, you're positive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think the more and more coronavirus goes, the more and more ridiculous these tests are going to get. Soon they're going to be like, just hold a stick and think happy thoughts. And if you and, and we'll see if you're positive or negative. It's just becoming crazy and crazier. But I guess we'll see eventually where we land with this mess. 
All right, bunny. Episode three. <laughs> no, what a fun conversation. What a fun episode. I'm so happy to do this with you, bunny. I really am. We were both very polite, weren't we? We didn't like, you know, come off as overly a desperate sluts that we are. You know, we want to respect our guests. We've got many exciting guests coming up yes, we on do, uh, future episodes and they're so exciting that we haven't confirmed them yet. <laughs> <laughs> but honey, even but if they're dull, Monet and I's unique style of interviewing will make sure that they get the best interview. <laughs> Until next time, y'all. Be safe, stay healthy, and we'll chat with you soon. Podcast Network.